Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is, of course, president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, demanding a little bit of respect, just like Aretha Franklin. Uh, Philip, it was January 3rd, 1987, when Aretha was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did you know that? First woman? I, I did not. I, I did didn't not either. know that. And uh, so deserving. I mean, she, yeah. the music that she put out was um, some amazing stuff. Talk about somebody who deserved a little respect, uh, for sure. Talented, talented lady. So fun to open up the show with a little bit of her music today. And we do have a lot that we want to talk about here on the show today. Philip. there's a lot going on. Uh, rising oh, prices, right? Increasing health care costs, potential tax increases. These are all factors that can eat away at your retirement savings at an uncomfortably high rate. But the good news is there are some tools to help you build up your savings for retirement and some strategies to help you protect it. And we're going to cover both of those aspects here on the show today. And Philip, there has been some economic turmoil lately. Uh, we do know toward the end of the year of last year, the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, announced a change in the Fed's monetary policy to help bring inflation back in line. There's a real risk now. We believe, I believe, inflation may be more persistent and that may be putting inflation expectations under pressure and that the risk of, of higher inflation becoming entrenched has increased. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it's about time. <laughs> it's you about, know, it's, about it's, dang time that he said that. Yeah, it really is. It, you know, I, I keep going back to, you know, I said that a long time ago. I mean, over a year ago, I was, you know, batting around that, hey, look, they need to do something. And they waited a whole year to even start talking about it. And 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 now, you know, we as a country have paid that price of higher inflation. And, and it's not transitory, folks. It's just not going to be transitory. Right. It's here to stay. And, um, and it's about time they face that fact and start doing something about it. Now, it won't be fun. It won't be entertaining. It will be a uh, somewhat probably painful process that we go through there, Jim. Yes, I think it will be a somewhat painful process. And if we're talking about high inflation, but also relatively low interest rates, which we still see, I know there's talk about uh, maybe increasing that a little bit, but they're still going to be very low. That's a long uphill climb for anybody trying to save for retirement. It's a big uphill climb. It might even be a mountain climb (laughs) from that standpoint. Because, you know, the traditional rate of inflation, I mean, has been about 3%. Now, and let's face it, we've not really seen 3% the last probably 10, 15 years. It's been more like two, two and a half. But at 3%, just as a number, um, it would take you as a saver about 28 years to accumulate and save about a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just take that inflation number to the 5% number that we started to see towards the end of last year. Now, instead of 28 years, it's going to take you 34 years to be able to save that million dollars. And you say, well, why? It's it's because two things. One, inflation means that you're going to have to spend more money now on the things that you normally have to spend money on, which means that you have less money to put away for savings. But yet we need to increase the amount that we're putting in savings at the same time. So therefore it's going to take a little bit longer to, to make thing, make sure those things are accomplished. And that's why Janet, it is so important as we look at the beginning of this year that we really truly start looking at, you know, do we have, especially if we're going to retire in the next, you know, five years, maybe even seven to 10 years, it's not too early to start planning you know, do you have a written retirement income plan in place? You know, and that's a big deal. We need to have that in place so that we know where our money's gonna come from when we get ready to retire and what we can expect that number to be when we pull that trigger and start taking income. 
Folks, if you don't have a written retirement income and you've saved at least $150,000 for retirement, please get this year started off right. And let's sit down and walk through and do a retirement income plan, a written retirement income plan. All you have to do is call us at 863-285-3815. Again, folks, that's 863-285-3815. Philip Statler is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And as we talk about all these challenges, Philip, these big challenges like inflation, the good news is the IRS is here to help us out. They're they're pitching in. <laughs> they're pitching in to help us out by increasing contribution limits for 401k plans. So there there was a little bit of an increase here for 2022, right? There was, Jen, and and it was. Um... I'm going to say very little increase, <laughs> given what inflation has yeah. been doing the last year or so. But but at least it was an increase, right? So elective deferrals for your 401k in 2022 went up to $20,500. So, so that's what can come out of your paycheck and be put into your 401k. And then for people that are over 50, they can add another $6,500 called a catch-up provision uh, within their contribution. So, so if you look at that, so that's $27,000 that you can contribute to your 401k if you're 50 years or older. So that's good. You know, if you can contribute the maximum amount, you'll save more in taxes um, as you continue to do that. And the big thing for retirees to remember when you mention things like taxes is that saving for retirement, Philip, that's only half the battle. Uh, you mentioned earlier, we talked about that uphill climb and you said it's more than, than just an uphill climb. It's more like a mountain. Uh, just like when you are climbing up a mountain and you get to the top, you're only halfway there because you still got to come back down. Saving for retirement is only half the battle. You still got to figure out what to do with all that savings. So, so talk about what happens with things like like taxes, when we start taking money out of those retirement accounts, that's the other big piece of this. Absolutely, Jim. Before we get started and I answer that question, let me just remind folks out there that, you know, when we're talking about tax advice, you need to sit down with your tax preparer, CPA, EA, whatever they are, and walk through the process to make sure that whatever we're talking about today, how it impacts applies to you and how it's going to impact you and see what the end results are going to be. So, but you're right, Jen, taxes can play a big role. And at this point in in our lives, I believe taxes are probably the lowest that we're ever going to see them. And so we need to be cognizant of that and make sure that the planning we do and the things we're doing today are in line with low taxes. You know, are we using Roth 401ks instead of regular 401ks right now and paying some extra tax. You know, are we doing Roth conversions? There's a lot of things out there that can be done. You know, you just have to run the numbers and see what really and truly works for you and what's going to benefit you down the road when it comes to your retirement. Talk a little bit about how we can make sure that we're being tax efficient when it comes to our retirement income. That is such a a thing that we don't want to overlook. No, we don't, Jen. You know, so many people don't think about taxes when they get ready to retire. You know, there's this misbelief that, um, hey, I retired or I'm 65, so my tax burden goes away or I don't have to worry about taxes. And that's just not true. A lot of times we see people in retirement end up paying more in taxes than when they were working. So we want to be tax efficient. And it all starts with making sure that you've got a retirement income plan in place that really and truly takes into consideration the tax consequences of where that money's coming from, inflation. You know, those things are important as we start to put together that income plan because, hey, if you've got an IRA bucket and you've got a Roth IRA and then you've got some non-qualified money out of here, where are you going to take the money from? Well, we want a, a blended approach, right? We want to make sure that we're not waiting to the end to take money out of the IRA because now we may have to pay more in taxes. So we look at that and put together a blended approach. And that's why I believe it's so important that we have that written retirement income plan in place before we retire. But if you don't, it doesn't mean it's too late. It just means that we need to get it done faster rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, so keep that in mind. You do want to get this done sooner rather than later. And and let me tell you why. 
the federal income tax rates that we're seeing today could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life. Those tax rates went down, as we all remember, with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But here's the thing. Those tax rates expire come 2026, and that is less than five years away now. The clock is ticking on those current tax rates. And we know we're hearing all the time lately about all these tax policy changes being debated in Congress and and being proposed by the president. So at this point, it is not a matter of if, but when taxes will go up. You know, you don't want to assume that you won't be impacted by the Democratic proposed tax increases because you're not some big corporation or you're not, quote, wealthy enough. I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little bit more tax efficient with their retirement money. You know, folks, I want to help you understand the potential impact that taxes can have on your retirement savings. I want to help you learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement and help you create an income strategy so that your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to. If you saved at least $150,000 for retirement, give us a call at 863-285-3815 and we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your possible tax liabilities are going to be in the future. And we'll talk about some of the strategies that you can help put together to help reduce your taxes down the road. It can mean tens of thousands of dollars of savings back in your pocket to spend the way you want to instead of the way the government wants to spend them. Now, folks, there's no cost, there's no obligation, but you do have to pick up the phone and give us a call, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Remember, there is a short window of opportunity to take action to keep taxes from taking too much of a bite out of your savings. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket over a lifetime. 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Are you near retirement and facing a layoff? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be critical to your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services have worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. We can look at the options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Call Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services and schedule your complimentary 401k review at 863-285-3815. Philip and the team are ready to assist you no matter how, by phone, video, or with an in-person visit. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team today for your 401k review. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here today with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And Philip, I don't know if you follow this blog or not, but Financial Samurai is a blogger out there, a financial blogger. He raised some eyebrows when he laid out some stark numbers about retirement. And here's what he wrote, Philip, and I want to get your take on this. He wrote that in order to retire, you need to multiply your desired annual expenses by 200. So if you do the math, the way he laid this out, planning for $40,000 per year means you need to accumulate $8 million for retirement. Yes. $8 million? It sounds really crazy. Do we really need to aim that high? What do you think of this blog? I'm thinking, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know this guy. Um, Is he, was he smoking something? I mean, you know, (laughs) I I don't know. Cause I'm thinking, you know, 8 million. First, you know, I'm I'm thinking that he's not taking everything into consideration that he needs to be taken into account. Even if he wanted to use that, you know, kind of his number there, 
But that's just absurd that, that somebody would need $8 million to sustain a $40,000 a year uh, lifestyle. Unless he thinks that, you know, we're going to leave everything to the kids and and wants more there than when when they when they started. But that's just an absurd number. It does seem really crazy. And it just seems like maybe you're trying to give yourself a lot of wiggle room for really bad investment decisions or really crazy spending. I don't know. But the logic. Really bad. Really, really bad. (laughs) Right. The logic behind this blog post is what he's calling the 0.5% rule. So, So saving enough so you only take a half a percent out each year. My gosh, should we really only be able to count on taking a half of a percent from our retirement accounts every year? You know, that's just that's just crazy. Let, let's just look at this for a minute, um, Jen. You know, we need $40,000 a year we're going to spend. So we don't have to generate $40,000 a year out of our portfolio, number one, because we have other sources of income, right? I mean, we have Social Security, unless he's just throwing that out the window, but we got Social Security and maybe we have a pension. So maybe out of that 40000 maybe we only need twenty. Or maybe we only need 10. So, so I think that we have to look at a lot of different things. But, but his um, perspective, to me, is way off base. Um, way off base. <laughs> and, and there's no need for that amount of money. I mean, it'd be, don't get me wrong, it'd be nice, right? But there's no need for somebody that, that needs $40,000 a year of spendable money to have to have $8 million dollars put away for retirement that's just a a ridiculous number and and uh, you know I, I didn't read the blog but i'm thinking okay is he trying to get a reaction from people is he, what's he trying to do yeah what's what's his side gig here because there's something there that that's not reading out in those numbers because that like i said that would just be uh totally ridiculous to expect that because you if you take into consideration social security you know, now that's going to cut that number down significantly from what you need. Right. E- even if, even if, Jen, he was using that half percent rule, right? He, he's not using the right starting number. So if we took the 40,000 minus Social Security, um, and it's a, you don't get a pension. So you got his and her Social Security. So now we got to be down to 20, 20, $15,000 that we need a, a year. So, so you apply the half percent to that, and we're, we've already cut that number and a half, right? Right, right. Well, and I wonder, first of all, I think this guy is pretty young and was planning on having one of those really early retirements, you know, 30 years old, 40 years old. But still, that's a really ambitious savings goal for someone to be able to save that much by that age. So so that's kind of crazy. But also, I think it, it goes into what we talk about a lot on this show, and that is we get so caught up and the dollar amount, and what's my net worth, and what's in my accounts, and what am I saving, that we forget we don't need to have this massive account that we treat like a giant ATM. We we have some different strategies, and, and we, we go ahead and we implement different strategies and use different tools to make the money last, not just save and save and save and save and save, and then just take money out whenever we want. That's That's really not what we're going for. No, absolutely not. And, and, you know, you and I have talked up many a time on the show that that we don't look at what that what what is the ultimate goal of collecting before we head into retirement, you know, because we talk a lot about, well, people think you need a million dollars here. This guy thinks you need eight million. Um, so so when I look at that, I'm thinking, OK, that's just he's using the wrong starting point. Right. We, we do need to look at what we're going to spend. I mean, you and I have talked about that a lot on the show and and making sure we have an income plan in place that's going to address the amount of money we need. But we have to take into consideration all our sources of income. And that may that's probably going to be Social Security. It's going to be maybe maybe if you're lucky, a pension, maybe you got rental income. So there's other factors that have to come into play as you build it. And that's why I just believe that there's not a percentage rule. I mean, we've heard the 4% rule and we, and we can poke holes in that all day long too. Um, but I think that we need to look at what do we need to live? That's why I believe people need to have a income plan in place. And virtually no one has that when they head into retirement. 
And so, and we need to have a written income plan, not just in my mind, I know here's how it's going to work. We need to have a plan in place so that we know where your money's going to come from every single month in retirement. And we need to build that plan before you retire. Now, if you have retired already, that's fine. We can still do it. But ideally, we want to do that before you retire so that you know where your income's coming from. Now, look, if you don't have an income plan, if you don't have a written income plan, I'm not talking about a financial plan. I'm not talking about a retirement plan. I'm talking about specifically a written retirement income plan. Give me a call and let's walk through that process of building one for you. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get started on your retirement income plan. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And, you know, Philip, interest rates are really a double-edged sword in the world of finances. We'll get away from the samurai sword for a financial samurai, (laughs) but interest rates are a double-edged sword. They're helpful for borrowers, for people who are, you know, younger and borrowing money. But MarketWatch says low interest rates mean it will take more money to purchase the same standard of living in retirement. So it, it's rough on retirees. How do you plan around low interest rates in retirement? Yeah, you know, that made me think, Jen. When I was trying to get my first home, uh-huh. my first mortgage, the interest rate was going to be 14.9%. Really? Was this in the, in the 80s? Is this what yeah, this of was? course, oh of course. You know. So can take that today and you could go get a 30-year fixed mortgage right now for what? Three, three and a quarter percent? Crazy. Yeah. But so how does that relate to retirement? It, it's a big deal, right? Because we don't have the 1980s interest rates anymore. And most likely we will never see those rates again. And so we are stuck in this low interest rate environment and, and we need to find answers. How do we keep up with inflation? How do we get a better rate of return? And What's it going to take to do that? And, and I think that there are some things there that we can do, and they're not always the conventional thinking, right? So we have to think outside the box sometimes. And that's why, Jen, I think it's important that people put together that retirement income plan that I talk about so much, because it helps us realize what we have to do to create the income we're going to need, given where interest rates are today. And, and I think that's important that, that people take a look at that, again, because interest rates are so low and we expect inflation to eventually start to pick up. And there is no no end in sight to low interest rates for the time being, but inflation could still be an issue down the road. And, and that's what causes people to struggle here because you don't get a lot of growth with interest rates in your savings. But, but then there's this concern about risk. What are some potential options where baby boomers can put their money to get some growth, but without putting it all at risk in the markets? Because that's, that's what I think this is why so many people put so much at risk. They're just looking for growth. Absolutely. You're, you're so right. And, and I've sat down recently with a lot of folks that, that that's been an issue, right? They, they, they're, they're fearful of the market, but they're looking at, at what they're making on savings at the bank and they're, and they're scratching their heads that there's got to be something better. And, and there is. For a lot of people, there's some other options out there that they can take a look at. Now, I know it's been a little while since we've done a show on annuities, but but annuities are one way, and they were designed specifically to help people create income. But there's a type of of annuity called an indexed annuity that can give you, I call it the best of both worlds, right? We can get some, some market rate returns for, but yet still have our principal protected. Now, are we going to get all of what the market does? No, we're not. You know, maybe we get 50%, maybe we get 40% of what the S&P 500 does. Um, But the flip side of that is we won't lose anything, right? There's no downside risk. And people will look at me and say, well, what about bonds or dividend paying stocks? All of those things can lose value. Where the index annuity, the principal, as long as you do what the contract says, the principal's is guaranteed by the insurance company. 
and you're not going to lose any value there. Now, now there's that's kind of the pros, right? There's always cons in any type of investment we do, whether it's the stock market, the bond market, the commodities, or nudies. There's always pros and cons. So what are those? Well, there's immediate liquidity right in the annuity. So just like the bank CD, you put in a five-year CD, maybe you're putting in a seven-year annuity. So we've got seven years of time constraints. But if we're getting compensated for that time, that's a good thing. So if we take it out early, we might get dinged for some surrender charges that we didn't anticipate. So, so you need to make sure that you look at the pros and cons of every type of thing that you put your money in, whether it's annuities, the stock market, nobody wants to talk about the cost of what the stock market could be. But if the market went down like it did in, in March, went down 30 something percent and you needed your money, that's a heck of a penalty to have to pay, you know, losing 30 percent of your money. So just remember that everything's got the pluses and everything's got minuses across the board. That's kind of what I think in terms of looking for income possibilities and and getting some better returns than what we see in banks right now. And, and so, look, if you don't know what's available out there and you're just guessing, then you need to give me a call and let me help walk you through the process of determining income planning, risk analysis. All those things are vitally important. Give me a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815, especially if you don't know how much risk you have or you're pretty risk averse and you want to find an alternative to risk of the stock market, give me a call, 863-285-3815. A lot of people plan to keep a job even in retirement. Put it another way, in retirement, we don't need your rocking chair. We'll be back after this on the Statler Financial Radio Show. If you have a retirement plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Break three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything. The same is true for your social security benefits. Take them too soon and you can leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different, but taking your social security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Philip Statler at Statler Financial understands social security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call 863-285-3815 to start optimizing your benefits. With social security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. I don't need your rocking chair. Your chair at all or you make Statler Financial Radio Show. That was George Jones with a pretty accurate description of how many of us view retirement today. Talking today with Philip Statler, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside Philip. A new survey says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. They want to stay active, engaged, employed, even after they retire from their career. They don't need that rocking chair. So, so Philip, <laughs> for your clients who plan to keep working, talk a little bit about what you hear. What, what's their reason behind staying employed in retirement? So so a couple things that come to mind here and, and just talking from some family experience. I had an uncle and you know, he worked until I think he was 70, 71. Um, and, and for him, I think it was, you know, he felt if he stopped working, he'd die. You know, and so and and I think that that is a common theme that I hear from people is that they're in the back of their psyche. They believe if they quit working because people they know as soon as they retired, you know, within a year or two, they died. Yeah. And so that's what sticks with them. That's not necessarily true. Right. We can we can say there's a lot of people that retire and still living. And so um, it's all on what you focus on. But 
but there are people that just, they need something to do. And I get that part, Jim, because in, in conversations I have with folks, you kind of get that deer in the headlight look sometimes when you say, okay, so when you retire, you know, what are you going to do to keep yourself busy? And they can, they can rock off a few things, but then it's like, well, then, then I'm not sure what I'm going to do once I get those projects done. And so those type of people, they need to stay busy. And so sometimes the easiest thing to do is to get a part-time job or stay what you're doing now because they love what they're doing. They just don't want to do it as much. And so they make arrangements with their current employer to say, hey, look, you know, I, I want to work about half of what I'm working now and take more time off, but but I want to be engaged and, and I like what I'm doing and I, and I still want to do this. And so a lot of times because of the experience and the value that that employee brings to the table, then work with them on, mm-hmm. on a plan to keep them working uh, even, even in retirement. And for those who do plan to keep working, and again, that's a majority at 59%, and it does make sense when you look at how important it is for people to have a sense of purpose and to feel valued, and and that does happen when we work, but how does that impact things like Social Security or Medicare benefits? So, Jen, we can look at that from both sides, right, from the pros and the cons, because it can be both as we look at it. So, Social Security, it's going to depend on when they retire. Did they wait until full retirement age to actually retire, which I would hope in the scenario they, they would have. Um, so if they, if they didn't, though, if they retired at 62 and just kept working, well, then we got some issues, right? We got Social Security because there's some wage limits before they start taking away some of your Social Security. Or the other part of that is, is that they start having to pay more uh, for their Medicare benefits because they're making too much money. And so, you know, here I can tell you that I've had clients that um, all of a sudden had a windfall of income coming in and and all of a sudden they get a bill for higher Medicare Part B premium amounts. And that was a rude awakening for them. Hmm. If you get over certain income limits – the amount you have to start paying for your Medicare Part B premium goes up and it's no small jump and it catches people off guard because they don't realize what's going to happen. Definitely something that we want to keep an eye on and talk about what goes on with our taxes. Because if you're still working, you're still going to have some income taxes to pay just like during your career. But taxes overall, will that likely to be less in retirement? Again, it comes down to what you're making, right? So I, I would think in general, the taxes would be less. But let's don't forget that if we are working and we are taking our Social Security, people always think Social Security is tax-free, and that's just not the case, right? There's a formula, and it's, it's a funky formula that gets applied to your income to determine how much of your Social Security will be taxable. It could be that, especially if you have a pension or you're taking money out of your IRA or your 401k to supplement your your part-time job and your Social Security, well, you know, your taxes may not go down as much as you think they will. So you need to be aware of that and be ready for that. Um, That really is, I believe, one of the reasons that, that folks need to understand where they're taking income from, how that's going to affect their taxes. And that's all part of income planning and putting together that retirement income plan that everybody should have. Let us help you do that. Let's get started on that. If you're five years out from retirement, it is an ideal time to start putting together your retirement income plan written down so you can focus on it. Give me a call and let's help walk you through that. 863-285-3815. That's right. 863-285-3815. Let's get started on your financial income plan today. 863-285-3815. 
Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. This article I found on Yahoo Finance says one of the three biggest expenses to save for in retirement is taxes. So it turns out it's really something that's going to impact a lot of us. Philip, is this something we need to save for? Do we just set aside some savings to deal with taxes or are there other strategies to think about? I think it's both. I think we have to be cognizant of what taxes mean when we get ready to file our returns. We, I think we need to understand that you know, taxes are, are relatively low right now compared to what they have been in the past. And so uh, it may be time to take advantage of where we are in the tax scenario. And so it, it's one of those cases where it may be beneficial to pay a little more now so we don't have to pay a lot more down the road. And that's, Jen, a really hard concept for people to grasp. Yeah, I know I was meeting with a client and they realized that we are in a very low tax situation right now. And so he wanted to run the analysis to determine if it made sense to do a Roth conversion. And so we're talking about that and we're going to run some numbers. And I explained to him, you know, when you do a Roth conversion, everybody thinks it's going to be all grand, but you still have to pay more taxes today to make that work so you don't have to pay more later. And and people have a hard time with that. And so we want to make sure it's on paper and they can actually see what that number looks like. But but that's what it is. The Roth conversion is one way I think we can pay tax today and reduce our tax liability down the road. Um But like I said, it is going to cause you to pay some taxes today more than what you normally have to pay. And it's better if you can take that money out of existing savings, not out of your IRA to have to pay those taxes. The other thing, again, you have to be really aware of when we do Roth conversions is that it can affect the taxability of your Social Security. It can uh, impact, like I was talking about earlier, it can impact how much your Medicare premiums are if you're collecting Medicare. Um, it, it can it can be a very rude awakening a year or two down the road when you get that bill saying, oh, because your income back in 2020 was such and such, now you have to pay you know, $100 more towards your Medicare premium for a year. So you know, everybody should look in, and really talk to their tax uh, advisor to make sure that what they're doing fits within what they're comfortable with, and they're not really m- making a mistake for themselves. They're staying in the right tax brackets. That's the big thing I look at. Philip Forbes says there are several tax mistakes that could end up harming your retirement. So aside from assuming your taxes are going to be lower in retirement, one of the mistakes they list is not contributing to a Roth or a 401k. How do we know if we should consider a Roth IRA or something like that? I mean, one thing I think people need to look at is sometimes your 401k will offer a Roth provision, meaning you can elect to put your your contribution into a, into a Roth part of the 401k. And so how do you make that decision? It, to me, what, what I look at is what tax bracket are you in? I mean, if you're in a right now today in a 22 or 24% tax bracket, not the lowest, but definitely not the highest. I'm willing to eat those tax dollars right now and put it to a Roth. You know, I think that if you're a 25% or lower tax bracket, you definitely need to be using the Roth part, the Roth 401k provisions, the Roth IRA. You know, to me, everything Roth. Pay the tax now because down the road, I believe taxes will be significantly higher. Now, if you're in a higher than 25% tax bracket, you know, you kind of have to weigh that out for yourself. What what are you what can you stomach? Where you think you're at? You know, in Florida, we're pretty fortunate. We don't have state income tax, but in other states, that state income tax can be a huge deal too. And so you have to weigh that out in terms of of what makes sense for you. Another potential tax mistake is taking withdrawals from your accounts in the wrong order. Get, getting the order right is really important here. How do you help people create a strategy for taking withdrawals in the right order from their retirement accounts? Well, I think that uh, plays into the income plan that, that we have put together for folks. 
And you're right. So often I see people um, not taking money from the right accounts and wasting some tax brackets. Um, and so we'll focus on that, right? Especially if they're clients of ours and they say, hey, Philip, we need some money. And, and we go in and look at their tax return and run some numbers and say, okay, I think we need to take this amount out of your IRA and we need to take this amount out of your non-qualified account. And the problem is, is people don't think about it. They'll call their 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 broker or their advisor and say, hey, I need 15 grand. And nobody says, well, which account do you want to take it from? Because typically the client doesn't, doesn't know or doesn't realize mm-hmm. the best place to take it from. And so that's something we do. We, we'll run the numbers. Okay, look, I think you need to take money from here instead of from over here. A matter of fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a client call in and say, hey, Philip, you know, I need $20,000. I said, okay, so let me look at where you're at and and where things are, and I'll come back and let you know where we need to take it from. And and I called her back and said, look, you know, we need to take $10,000 from your IRA and $10,000 from your Roth IRA for tax purposes and for cash flow purposes. That's what's going to work best for you. And so a lot of folks don't get that. And, and, I, and I understand, you know, because in the advisor world, nobody wants to give tax advice. You know, it's one of the benefits here at Statler Financial is we have a side company that is actually a tax return company. We do taxes. So, so we have an ancillary uh, company that takes care of that for us. So, so we are there gauging that all the time and, and are cognizant of, of how that plays out. So, hey, look, if you're not sure how much risk you have in your portfolio, especially now, give me a call. Let's run through our financial x-ray. We've not talked about that much this show. Let's talk about our financial x-ray. Let's get you plugged in, find out how much risk you have in your portfolio, and let's make sure that it's not too much. Give me a call to schedule your no-obligation financial x-ray, 863-285-3815. That's 863 285 3815. Give us a call right now to get started on the retirement plan you always dreamed of. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is with Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rezac alongside. Is there really a way to have a tax-free retirement or is that just a gimmick? We'll answer that question plus more coming up next. Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Are you near retirement and facing a layoff? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be critical to your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services have worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. We can look at the options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Call Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services and schedule your complimentary 401k review at 863-285-3815. Philip and the team are ready to assist you no matter how, by phone, video, or with an in-person visit. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team today for your 401k review. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services right here in Sebring. Every week he gets questions about all things retirement. So we're going to take a little time here in this part of the show, open up our Statler Financial Mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. So, Philip, our first question is from Jill, and Jill writes that she and her husband are getting a divorce after being married for almost 30 years. She's been working outside of the home for the last five years, so she's got some work friends and and a little income of her own, but she feels like she's just starting over, and she doesn't even know the questions to ask first. She wants to know some of the things she should think about now that she's planning for her own future. Well, that's a tough question, Jill. Yeah. You know, you need to know, number one, if you're working, if you have a 401k plan, then we need to be making sure that we're making some contributions to that 401k plan. Now, obviously, I'm not an attorney, 
But an area that you need to at least ask your attorney about is if your spouse has some retirement accounts, can you have access to some of that? Right. Can you roll right. some of that into your IRA? Um, that's an area because that may be after 30 years of marriage, that may be one of the bigger financial assets that you have is going to be his retirement accounts. So we want to look at that and see if there might be something there that you can grasp and, and, and at least help you get started in the right direction and have some assets there to fall back on. But again, if you have a 401k, let's make sure that we're contributing at least enough to get the full match on that part. Um, if there's not a 401k, you know, try to develop some kind of savings plan where you're putting money into a Roth IRA because you'd rather pay the tax now in the low tax environment we're in versus later when we may be in a higher tax environment. Um, those are probably a couple things that I would look at right now. Good questions there, Jill. And that, that really has become uh, more of a, an issue that retirement planners like you are dealing with now. I, I know um, those divorce rates among uh, people who are getting close to retirement and who are in retirement has really gone up. And there's some big financial ramifications. So just, um, <laughs> Jill, you're certainly not the only one who's going through this. So those are some good questions there. Our next question is from Mark, and he and his wife have started having some serious discussions about what they want to do in retirement. Mark has had to travel for work for years, so he wants some peace and quiet, and he wants to go fishing. But his wife stayed home to raise their two boys. She's been telling all her friends about all the places that they're going to go once they retire. So they have some different ideas here. Mark says he's done traveling for good, but doesn't know how to tell her. So now what? So how do we uh, how do we make everybody happy here, Philip? This is a tough situation. I didn't know that I was going into the marriage counseling. <laughs> it, this is kind of where you are sometimes, right? Oh gosh, it, it is, and and I, and I I can understand both sides. Um, and so I I think that there needs to be a discussion, right? We need to sit down and and have that discussion about what we expect, and so maybe. It's it's not all or nothing, right? So maybe we we travel together once a year, mm-hmm. and and maybe the rest of the time, you know, she goes ahead and kind of sets up some of the things she wants to do, and he can stay at home and golf or piddle in the yard or whatever he's wants to do in retirement. And who knows, you know, a couple of years of doing that, and and he may get on that train of, okay, I'm ready to travel again and right. do some other stuff, right? But, yeah, I think it's having that conversation of of um, what can we do together, and then what what do we need to not do together. And you know, and I think as long as there's some planning and some discussions there, uh, he can certainly have his own hobbies, and they can create a budget for some of that travel. My girlfriends and I, we went without our husbands and had a 40th birthday celebration, all of us together, and it was fun. So maybe, uh, maybe she can do some of those things. But um, I think with some of these things, also, it just never hurts to get that second opinion before you get something like an annuity or not. Just good to to have that uh that second opinion right philip that and just understanding what you're buying right because it's a product it has good things it has bad things you know so you need to to draw the t account and make sure you understand the pros and the cons of what you're looking at and and make sure you're using somebody that that's not just an annuity salesman because then the only tool they have is an annuity Right. That so you know you know what you're going to get. That doesn't give you an open-minded person that's going to look at your situation and say, "Here, based on your situation, here's the best thing for you." Right. That's not going to happen if you go to a annuity person. Right. It's not going to happen if you go to a brokerage firm. You really and truly need to work with somebody that that has a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. And, and that's the key, I think, in, in getting the right mix of investments that you're going to need in retirement. 
And that, Philip, is where we get that phrase when we've talked before about how when you only have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And that's that's what we run into financially sometimes with just the same tool over and over again. Uh, Let's do one more question here. This last one comes from Barb. Another tough relationship situation. Barb says, my mother just died and now I feel like all her family does is argue over what to do with her house and who will be in charge of what. My siblings and I are in our 60s, but it feels like we're kids again. I don't know if you can help us with our arguments, but can you please just tell people why it's so important to take care of these decisions ahead of time? Gosh, that's a tough, (laughs) tough thing to be in, but she's right. We got to take care of this stuff ahead of time, right? We do. And so, um, so there's a couple things here, right? So if mom died without a will, that's a problem. Right. And so um, the the courts are really going to be in charge of how things are then divided up. Mm -hmm. Um, If mom died with a will, the will is going to specify the things she's asking about. Who's in charge? Well, the will is going to say who's in charge. The will is going to say, here's how everything gets divided. Um, So not having that in place can be problematic for the family. And so you don't want to put your family in that situation. You want to at least have a will in place. You want to at least have a power of attorney in place so that somebody can take care of you if you can't take care of yourself. Um, you know, if you're if you have enough assets and you're in a position, maybe you need a trust. I, I don't know without looking at your situation. Not everybody needs a trust. More people have a trust and really need one from what I've seen. But there are advantages to having a trust. There could be some advantages of not having a trust, hmm. depending on, con- on your circumstances. And so that's one of those things that is very dependent upon where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. You're in a, in a rough spot here because uh, you got siblings all scrabbling over stuff and, and that's not good. You know, mom died and, and now we're fighting over everything. Um, so it's better, folks, listen, if you don't have a will in place, or you haven't attached beneficiaries to your assets, you know, that's why they create TOD, transfer on death, or POD, pay on death, so that you can, you can don't have to worry about this kind of stuff. It's taken care of. You've done it ahead of time. So those are some areas I think that, that you could look at. Obviously, it's too late for you, but, uh, but a heads up to folks out there that, right. hey, take care of your stuff now so that your kids don't fight over it later. Right. That's not what you want to have happen. Um, You know, and and again, I'm not an attorney, but you need to have a relationship with an attorney that can help you set these things up properly um, and to make sure that that your final wishes are carried out the way you want them to be. Because who wants their kids fighting over stuff? Nobody does. Yeah. But they're doing it. it. That's right. And they're doing it because you didn't take action to prevent it. So, 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 Philip, I think that the big message for a lot of people here is just get that planning done. So tell us how we can get in touch with somebody like you to get started on identifying what all the weak spots are and what's going on with our money, what's missing, and how do we get everything in place so we don't leave a mess for our kids? Absolutely, Jim. They can give us a call. I mean, that's something we do all the time for folks is, is walk them through that process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. It's 863-285-3815. Or, Jen, they can go to my website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link to my calendar right there. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. That's all the time we have for this week. But be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip. We'll talk to you then. Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.